It was late in the afternoon when the professor and I took our way towards the east, whence I knew Jonathan was coming. Jonathan Harker has asked me to note this, as he says he is hardly equal to the task, and he wants an exact record kept. Dear Madam Mina, I have read your husband's so wonderful diary. Strange and terrible as it is, it is true. I will pledge my life on it. God preserve my sanity, for to this I am reduced. Safety and the assurance of safety are things of the past. I am in hopes that I shall see more of you at Castle Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Regarding Dracula wherever you listen to podcasts or find us online at bloody.fm. Prepare for a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Here's your host, Derek M. Cook and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classics and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic monsters, modern talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. And now for our feature presentation. October 31st, Halloween. I try not to go out on Halloween. It's a strange time when the boundary between the mortal world and the supernatural is thin. Spirits are known to return to the lands of the living and pay visits on those they have known. This often has negative results when a dead loved one turns up for a cup of tea and a slice of cake. The living tend to panic. Rather than get involved in all of that, I like to stay at home and read a book and have a glass of mead. At least, that's the plan. Byron! Byron, open up! It's, it's Mags! Old Mags. She is the offspring of an angel and a demon... As such, she tends to know the goings-on in the supernatural community. I found information she has to be useful from time to time. Come on, you pasty-faced dork. I need your help. With a sigh, I put my book down and go to the front door. Mags, if you're looking for trick-or-treats, I gave away my last Mars bar a while ago. Now do be kind and piss off. Byron, you have to help. No, I don't. Now go away. Byron, you you owe me a favor, and I'm calling in the debt. What are you talking about? I don't owe you anything. Oh, yeah? What about those zombie kittens in Hawthorne? Without me, you'd still have your hands up your ass, wondering what the fuck to do about them. Oh, yes. The Night of the Living Dead Kittens. Not all about that. Fine, come in, then. Oh, gee. Thanks, pale guy. Thought you'd never ask. 
Mags rushed into my study and tossed her coat to the floor. Looking around, she saw the cup of mead I'd poured for myself. She grabbed it and swallowed it all down in one gulp. No, please make yourself at home. I don't know how you drink this shit. It, it tastes like... Let me guess, it tastes like piss. I was gonna say shit, but hey, if you're into drinking piss... What do you want, Mags? Something's after me. Something? Yeah, this guy has been following me around all day. Everywhere I go, he turns up. I noticed him first at the soup kitchen this morning. You know that place down on uh, Burnside? I'm aware of it. Anyways, I was having some scrambled eggs. Well, I think they're egg. I mean, probably some powdered shit with water added. Anyways, this guy comes into the kitchen and he just stands there, looking around, until he sees me. Then he smiles, all creepy-like, and starts walking over to me. What did you do? What do you think? I got up and left. Besides, the egg really sucked. Almost as bad as that uh, mead shit you drink. Mead requires a sophisticated palate. Whatever. So around noon, I was hanging out at Washington Central. You know that place. A number of the homeless tend to congregate there. Not wishing to stereotype, but... Was there anyone there selling drugs? Drugs? Me? You know I ain't into that shit, man. I was just... 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 Trying to get out of the rain. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Anyway, I see that guy again, and, and he's walking towards me like, like he's been following me all this time. And you're the only one who saw him? Not sure, but no one else seems to notice him. Anyways, I decided, fuck this, I'm out of here. But everywhere I went, he kept turning up. Did you ever consider asking him what he wanted? That's just what I did, just before I decided to come see you. I saw him at the stop, the bus stop, just down the road. So I walk right up to him and I ask him what the fuck his problem was. What did he say? Nothing. He grabbed me by the neck and started choking me. How did you get away? I doubt he just let you go. You're right. But see, I keep this knife handy in case things get rough on the street. So he starts shaking me around like a rag in a dog's mouth. And I yank the knife out and I jam it into the side of his neck. And he dropped me and stumbled back. He looked very surprised that I'd done this. And then he started to come at me again. But I got up and ran here. I see. Tell me, Mags, what did this man look like? Well, that's the weird thing. He was dressed up like a pumpkin. A pumpkin? Yeah, yeah. His head was all in orange and black rectangles painted around his eyes and mouth like a jack-o'-lantern. He wore a black suit with little pumpkin pictures all over it. Why didn't you tell me this first? I didn't think it was important. I mean, it's Halloween and all. Like, lots of people are dressed weird today. Do you have any idea who that was? Mags, you're running from the... I never finished my sentence as the door to my tower was ripped from the hinges and tossed away into the night. He came in a moment later. He was a tall being with a jack-o'-lantern for a head. As Mags had described, he wore a suit with pictures of little pumpkins all over it. I noticed Mags's knife was still embedded in his neck as he turned and looked at me for a moment. And he saw Mags, and with an evil smile, he began to walk towards him. Do something, Byron! You said you'd stop him! I glared at Mags. For a moment, I considered letting the creature have her. Then, against my better judgment, decided against it. After all, I did owe her a favor. 
I stepped between the creature and Mags, and I raised one finger and said, Somnus, the Latin word for sleep. The creature stopped still and closed its eyes. Its head dropped forward into a deep sleep. I reached out and pulled the knife free of its neck. An orange fluid that reeked of rotting pumpkin seeped out. How did you do that? Little trick, I know, but it won't last long. We have to move before it wakes up. But what the hell is he? A Halloween man. Now come on! We cautiously descended a narrow ladder of a dimly lit sewer shaft. Humid and foul air enveloped us as we descended under Portland. Murky waters flowed beneath a grated walkway we were stood on. The air was thick with the acrid scent of waste, a noxious reminder of the purpose this subterranean world served. We can rest for a bit, but we'll have to get moving again soon. Nice place you've chosen. Reminds me of my winter residence. Now... You want to tell me what the fuck is going on? Who is this Halloween man? Max, there's a lot more going on in the world than most people know. No, really? What a fucking surprise. There are also several entities that wander the world. Powerful beings you've probably heard of. The Bye Bye Man, the Slender Man, the Candy Man, Phil the Aggressive Chipmunk, and so on. You're saying the Halloween man is one of these? Yes. Great, so why is he after me? Good question. I haven't a clue. For some reason, he's chosen you and is after you. Chosen me? Chosen me for what? To be this year's sacrifice. Every year, the Halloween man chooses someone, and he sacrifices them to... Well, to be honest, I have no idea what he sacrifices them to. Oh, how charming. So how do we stop him? That's just it, Mags. We can't. Uh, What? The moment the Halloween man set his sights on you, you were as good as dead. Oh, come on. You're the fucking pale man. You fight gods and demons and all sorts of nasty bastards. You're telling me you can't stop this Halloween guy? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Max, no one knows what these entities really are or where they come from. And no one has been able to stop them, not even me. You're not really filling me up with a lot of confidence here. (laughs) Sorry, but it's the truth. That being said, I may be able to buy you some time. Some time? What are you talking about? You just said I was as good as dead. And so you are. It doesn't have to happen tonight. The Halloween man only appears on Halloween when he picks his victim. However, at midnight on November the 1st, he returns to wherever he comes from. And if he hasn't killed you by that point... (gasps) He won't be able to. Well, at least until next Halloween when he'll start hunting you again. That gives you a year. Well, that's something, I guess. So, uh, what do we do? Simple. Keep you away from him until midnight. Hang on a moment. Where did I put that watch? Uh, here it is. Let's see. Well, according to Mickey here, it's almost ten, so we're looking at two hours. Sounds like our friend is caught up with us. So it seems. Let's get moving. Once we left the sewers, I found staying ahead of Halloween was much easier than I thought it was going to be. 
most of my experiences with supernatural creatures, there's often a major conflict or a fight to the death. When it came right down to it, the Halloween man wasn't very fast. All we had to do was keep moving from place to place. Indeed, at one point, we had time to stop for a bite to eat and a cup of coffee. Although in Mags's case, this was several beers and an over-toasted bagel slathered in cream cheese. By the time the Halloween man had caught up to us again, we had finished our meal and were on the move again. By midnight on November 1st, Mags and I found ourselves near my home in the Rose Garden in Portland. Oh, it's... it's after midnight. So I'm safe now? At least until next Halloween. Then all bets are off. I do got one question for you. And that is? These entities. Slender Man, Halloween Man, and so on and so on. I know you're called Byron, but most know you as the Pale Man. Are you an entity, Byron? Are you one of them? I think you should go home now, Mags. It's been a long night. Fine. Don't tell me. See you around, Pale Man. With a cunning smile, I watched Mags walk off into the dark of the early morning. Then I felt his presence come up behind me. You should have gone by now. I will be gone soon enough, brother. But I will speak with you before I take my leave. I turned and looked at the Halloween man. He had become translucent as his essence had begun to fade from our reality. She was mine, pale man. And you interfered. I would know why. She called in a debt I owed her. I was simply paying it back, nothing more. Nevertheless, you interfered with my agenda. That is a violation of the accord between our people. A penance must be exacted. I expected as much. In one year from this night... We shall have a reckoning. Then you will pay for your actions this evening. Very well. Until then, the Halloween man faded from sight. Like Mags, I now had an appointment with the Halloween man next Halloween. And like Mags, I had one year and much to prepare for. listening to The Halloween Man, a Byron Chronicles Halloween tale, written by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Beth Cook as Old Mags, and Derek Cook as The Halloween Man. Script editor, Tracy Babione. Sound design, Eric L. Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Copyright ELB Productions 2023.